Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Well, today we're going to finish up chapter 11, and we are on number 11 of the 11 tips and tools to build your success routine. And I hope you found these helpful so far and that you are actually applying them. Today we're going to talk about endorphins, and I know probably pretty much everybody out there has heard of endorphins and you know something about it, but what I hope to do today is to share some things you have not heard about endorphins, and they're pretty powerful. So the pituitary gland floods the body with endorphins in response to physical exercise and can remain in the bloodstream for up to 48 hours, providing a multitude of benefits. But before I go through those, I just want to kind of pre-qualify what I recommend to clients for that exercise. 20 to 30 minutes a day, 3 to 5 days per week. Okay, so now that's bare bones, but that should be enough with some good exercise. Okay, and we'll give you some samples in a little bit. That should, should be enough to keep those endorphins flowing and keep them in that bloodstream for the 48-hour periods between. So let's go through these benefits. First, reduce cortisol. Now, that's the biggie here, okay? That's the stress hormone. We've talked about that a number of times, the effects that it has on the executive center of your brain, causing problems with brain fatigue, brain fog, you know, uh, lots of issues of forgetting things, and even weight gain. And, um, and, and just to mention here, you know, with, when the cortisol is high like that, your, your body does not store fat the same way. Um, it actually stores it as a source of energy rather than burning it up. Because here's the deal, you know, when you are on, in survival mode, which is what the, the stress hormone does to you, it puts you in survival mode, um, you need that, the body thinks that you need that energy in the fight or flight. Um, and then the next part, the next uh, benefit is the better sleep cycles which actually when you're in survival mode you reduce your melatonin release and melatonin as most of you know it helps you sleep at night so here again you're in the survival mode so you know you're out there in the woods and you're trying to sleep you know or maybe you're in a war or a battle of some kind and you can't sleep because you know you're in danger there's maybe a a lion nearby and you're trying to sleep or maybe you're in a like you say you're in a battle and you're you're trying to defend your life so your body will automatically reduce the melatonin in order to keep you awake for survival so clinically they've again and again they've found out that you just won't sleep as well when your your cortisol is at a high level so the third one is heightened immune system, and we could all use more of that. I mean, you, you know, if you've got a heightened immune system, you're going to be far less likely to to, um, to any kind of illness. Prevention of anxiety and depression, um, that's kind of an obvious one. You know, you're going to feel a whole lot better if the cortisol is down and you're not anxious. Reduce pain and inflammation. Actually, they recommend that cancer patients do exercise consistently because it really does reduce pain and inflammation. Increase pleasure centers and producing more serotonin and dopamine. So here again, we are altering our physiology to give us a better quality of life. Endorphins play a role in creating that feeling of euphoria often experienced by runners known as runner's high. Some studies found that the number of endorphins released could provide a powerful dose of pain relief. As you build your success routine, do not leave physical activity out plan to exercise a minimum of 20 to 30 minutes a day, at least three to five days per week. If you can do more than this, the benefits will increase. 
daily consistent activity is truly an infusion of power like no other. And I can certainly tell on the days where I exercise versus the days that I don't. It makes a massive difference in my productivity. So try some of these methods. And here's just a, a very small portion. Obviously, there's so much more. You can do uh, recumbent bicycling or bicycling. If you don't have one, you know, look on the, I don't know, there's like Facebook garage sales. You can get one for cheap and put it in a spare room or next to your bed or whatever. Walking or running, treadmill walking. Do an average. I do an average of five miles a day on my desk while working. I did actually over nine miles uh, one day this week, and it felt great. It gets the oxygen flowing to the brain. It's absolutely a, a phenomenal idea. Um, yoga, aerobic, uh, various dance or kickboxing classes, working out at the gym, lifting weights. The list really is endless. But you must discover a routine that works best for you. Now, if you just try to fit it in, it won't happen, okay? You have to create a space for it. If you try to squeeze it here or there, whenever it seems convenient or when you feel like it, you will never become consistent with it. You won't have those internal alarm clocks that we've talked about earlier on in the podcast. Therefore, you will never experience the benefits from it. You might be the one who feels like you tried it and it didn't work before. Only those who are dedicated enough to create a consistent measure of daily exercise at a specific time every day will advocate for its advantages. Now, another idea is to consider getting a partner or making it a family activity. If that's not possible, think about how you can make it fun or productive. I will typically speak my affirmations while on my exercise bicycle or listen to something with my earbuds that inspires or educates me during my floor exercises. Whatever you choose to do, it has to become a ritual or a daily habit for it to stick. The time slot that I chose to wake up is, is to do it is to wake up early in the morning, which has worked out absolutely fantastic. And if you did not hear of my morning routine and you want to hear it, go back to chapter two, which is way back at the beginning, um, and you can find out what my success routine looks like. There are many more tools and habits. This list is just a start. So I hope you've enjoyed the eleven tools and tips. And I sincerely hope this will help you get a firm grip on what it takes to create and maintain a new lifestyle of achievement, opportunity, growth, and destiny shaping. Building a success routine is for those who do not want to remain in their comfort zone, coasting through life. Anyone from any stage of life life or status can build one. Now, in this book, and I know I've kind of gone past my five minutes, but this has been a great section here. Um, There actually is a module that you can use to formulate your success routine. And you can find that, again, in the downloadable tool. So I would encourage you to get the book. It's actually in the book as well. The module's in the book. But um, it, it's a couple, well, it's a few pages long, and it actually goes through and has you fill in the blanks to build your success routine. Well, that's all we have time for today. I wish you an absolutely excellent endorphin-building day. Continue to build your success routine. The next time we come together, we're going to dive into the final chapter of the book, Chapter 12. And uh, thank you for joining. This is your journey to greatness through routine. Michelle Steffes. Until next time.